Welcome back to When Cinephiles Attack, a weekly podcast where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship. I'm Josh, here with... Mella. Lacey. And Rashawn. What to do, y'all? Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. How's everyone doing? What have you been watching, doing, playing this week? That last one was for you, huh? Yeah, so that last one was for me, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I've been playing Elden Ring, baby. Oh my god, it's a masterpiece. That's it. I won't talk about it because there's no one else here to talk about it with. I haven't seen him in a week. It's a <laughs> masterpiece. I don't know where he is. Well, I know where he is, but. I did take time away from Elden Ring. Lacey and I finished Peacemaker. I feel iffy comparing it or putting it up against Watchmen because they're technically both superhero shows, so they're in the same category and i think watchmen is better but aside from watchmen in terms of the recent string of superhero shows your wandavisions your your hawkeyes even i think peacemaker is the best superhero show that's ever come out oh it's fucking good hard agree i had so much fun with it i i mean it's james gunn so obviously you're going to feel something but like i went into this not excited <laughs> at all to be watching John Cena for eight episodes. Uh, but I walked away a huge fan. Yeah. I take back everything I've said about John Cena in private. John are crazy. He's <laughs> always great. No, I've always thought I've always thought he was charming. I just didn't yeah. think he had chops like this and he proved me wrong. I only knew him from his wrestling persona. Like I don't think I've seen him in anything else. So mm. Lacey, you would you would love blockers. Blockers? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I've heard Maybe of it. Maybe find it on streaming. It's about a group of girls who vow to lose their virginity and their parents find out. <gasps> and so they try to stop them. John Cena is one of the dads. Oh my god, how um, fun. Okay. Ike, Ike Barinholt is in it as well. It's really, really good. I think it was the same writer as New Girl, actually. Okay. Yeah. I'll look that yeah. up. Continue my streak of new content. New shit. Mella and I got to see the worst person in the world. Oh shit! Oh, I want to see it so bad. How is? It's incredible. It's really yeah. good. Rom com. It is not. So I don't know why they were like the best rom com of the year. I don't know what they were watching. But um, <laughs> is it a drama? Would you it's categorize it? Drama romance for sure. There's definitely some romantic moments. I, I can see where people were going. If they if it's there's romance in there, it automatically categorizes as a rom com, which we've talked about before is not the same. Um, but I would say it's definitely more of a drama with some romance. Okay. But definitely see it. It's yeah, so I think it's, good. It's... Um, I watched The Eyes of Tammy Faye this week and Still don't really know how I feel about the movie as a whole. Right. I, I don't know. But Jessica Chastain is just 
out of this world phenomenal. Like, I would watch her do anything. She's so good. Anything. Pooping in a bucket. Farting. If if it, oh my God. Farting. You guys. I would watch it. I wouldn't think it was funny, but I would watch it. (laughs) The dad. <laughs> I mean the the race is wide open now that she won SAG last yeah. week. So I couldn't have enjoyed more how the SAG awards went because it solidified the ones that I wanted and it made exciting the ones that I don't have a sure bet on. Mm-hmm. I'm watching Pam and Tommy right now. Mm-hmm. I Man, it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. I like I obviously go back and forth because I'm like Pamela Anderson literally was like, I want no beef with this. I don't want anything to do with this show. Absolutely not at all. But I think the show really does a good job and p- puts the focus like solely on her and how like she's under a microscope with this tape. I, I don't know. I really like it. And I think like Lily James and Sebastian Sands are just it's so incredible. Like the makeup, the acting. I don't know a lot about Tommy Lee, but what I do know, he has nailed it. And her as well, down to like the walk, the speech pattern, everything. She has fucking nailed it. So, I mean, if you're going to watch it just to see their performances, I would say do it. If you're a little iffy about like supporting it, I get that too. But it's a good show. And so that's where it gets tricky that they really do have the best intentions. They want to do right by her, but then she didn't sign yeah. off on it. So it's, it's, a, it's sticky. And yeah. yeah. And that's, you can kind of, you can definitely see that where they're just like, this is what happens to a woman in Hollywood all the time. Lacey. What? I know there's a, a recent horror film that we both watched. <laughs> oh, that, uh, you were not a fan, not a huge fan. of. Oh, are we going to talk about it? We don't have to no, talk. Please, we don't please, have to please, get please. into it. No, let's get into it. What is it? I was very surprised because during Midnight Mass, you said you were not in at all. And then you watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I did. The recent one. The, the new, new one. one. Netflix. Yes. Yes. How do you feel? Dirty. <laughs> <laughs> did you like it? No. okay thank you no i I didn't but yeah no i didn't i i I really really wanted to but there are some baffling choices in that movie bizarre so i told you i was not in at all because the original is so gross to me and disturbing um yeah but i respect the first one because it it is disgusting and unnerving and unsettling and scary in that regard. This one just felt gross to be gross. And you actually put it really well, Rashawn. They were trying to do with I what's her name? The the Sally. Sally. They were trying to do with Sally what they did with Lori in mm-hmm. Halloween. Mm-hmm. And it did, it did not work at all. It didn't work, yeah. At all. Um, I mean, there's, like, quite a bit of key factors missing. One, like, they didn't even get the same actress. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> and then, you know, Sally is 
I think the original is one of the most like important movies ever made. Mm-hmm. But after the first one, Sally's gone. You know, she's right. not Lori. She's not Sydney. She's not consistently being chased by someone. And at the end of the first movie, she is hightailing it out of Texas. So I don't understand the notion of her staying around to like see Leatherface done. Or coming back. Like, or coming back. Why would you yeah. come back? You wouldn't. The brilliance of that movie is that they kind of just happen into this horror. Mm-hmm. And then it, it just like befalls them. So I don't understand why Sally would be like waiting for her moment to, <laughs> to, to be face to face with Leatherface again. But I do want to talk about for its fault. I thought it set up the beginning really well. I mm-hmm. like the first 20 minutes or so where we're meeting the mom at the house. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, okay, I'm following along. This is creepy. This is eerie. And then the bus scene. That's great. Is really good. It's really yeah. cool. And yes, it's gory as all hell, but there are some really <laughs> quote unquote cool kills that happen in it. Yeah. Um, and it, and I, the cornfield sequence is also really good. Very good. And that actress does such a good job with like being a smart horror woman <laughs> and no doing reason everything. She be in that car in the first place? Well, no, absolutely but not. Once she's in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But she makes all the right choices. I love right. seeing that in horror movies where the act, the the character makes all the right choices and it mm-hmm. still doesn't pay out for them. Yeah. Sorry, we hijacked it. But I just wanted to I wanted to talk about it. Yeah, it was a huge no for me. Not for me. <laughs> huge no, I know. <laughs> so your, your gut instinct was right. Uh Mel, what kind of build are you doing on Elden Ring? Oh, I'm doing like um like a, a stone build with like a wooden a wooden uh i don't fucking know (laughs) dude a for effort (laughs) like ultimately f for the answer but a for effort the answer we were looking for was magic or strength you know pretty Hmm. standard stuff not you just said build. I'm like, are we building buildings? I don't know. What are you? What are we? The three little pigs? <laughs> Would I like this game, Josh? No. 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 Okay. no. All right, y'all. We chattered enough, but we got a long discussion ahead of us. What are we fighting about today, Josh? As a family, uh-huh. we went to Nicole Kidman's AMC <laughs> to watch the Batman. No, wrong theme song. They're with me. Now I can't think of you. Now I can't think of the Batman theme. Thank you. This is about a king, and Rither's the match. I can take care of myself. If this continues, it won't be long before you've nothing left. I don't care what happens to me. It's only gonna get worse for you. Whoa, take it easy, sweetheart. Hear everything they say, ain't you? Maybe we're not so different. 
Who are you under there? The Batman is a 2022 action rhyme drama directed and co-written by Matt Reeves. Peter Craig and Bill Finger also helped create The Batman. Um, this is a story of the Batman two years into his tenure of being the Batman, so he's still pretty young, but not quite an origin story that we've seen before. In this iteration, Gotham is in disarray. It is, uh, as he says, worse off than when he became the Batman. Uh, and here we're following him as a string of murders begin to happen with high-profile members of the Gotham political scene, all conducted by someone calling themselves the Riddler. It's a look into Batman's detective side as he tries to solve these murders with Lieutenant James Gordon, all the while working with Selina Kyle, the Catwoman. Where do I begin? I fucking love this movie, man. <laughs> um, first, everyone that was mean to Robert Pattinson when this was announced needs to apologize right now. I mean, it, was, it, it wasn't as bad as when Heath Ledger was announced as the Joker, but no one wanted to see the guy from Twilight play Batman. Shut the fuck up. He's an actor. I think he crushed it. There's a lot of movie here. I'm going to get I'm going to get ahead of that and say there's a lot of movie here so it's hard to pick a spot to begin. But I'll say that this movie most movies like even The Dark Knight, The Avengers, they are movies based on a comic book. This is the fur one of the first movies I left thinking, "Oh, that's a comic book movie." This is a movie that is seeped in comic writing imagery references like this is a matt reeves is a comic book lover through and through and you can tell that it, the performances are fantastic especially from the supporting cast i think robert pattinson as bruce wayne and batman nails his sort of straight man backboard role that he is for most of it uh, jeffrey wright phenomenal as james gordon zoe kravitz crushes it as selena kyle paul dano the riddler doing what he does he's weird it's perfect but i think the best performance in the movie and the best written character is andy circus's alfred say it again say it again um, say it again say we'll, it again we will later we'll get into more specifics <laughs> but i want to get everyone's general feel before we dive into specifics and spoilers and all that i want to get everybody's general feel for it first so let's let's go with lacy first um this movie was too long it did not need to be as long as it was. I but picked was, you first because I thought you were going to be nice. I said but, and then you oh. cut me off. Shut, shut up, shut up, Lacey. But it was phenomenal. <laughs> I loved go. it. I loved it. I thought it was very, very good. What I love most about it is that it didn't, we didn't have to sit through another introductory Batman origin story. Like we're picking up with the Batman. And jumping right in, which I appreciate, even as someone who's not like a comic book fanatic, I know who Batman is. <laughs> I know who the Penguin is. I know who the Riddler is. Like, I don't need you to fully reintroduce all of this information to me. So that made what was a very long movie way more compelling because I wasn't being spoon fed information the whole time. Where it was too long, in my opinion, I I don't really care that it was too long because it was so good. And I'll leave it at that for now. Crips B. Well, let's go to you next. 
I've had some time to sleep on it, as mm-hmm. in one night. I tummy still tummy full of IHOP. Sorry, <laughs> tummy sorry. full of fucking pancakes. Um, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. Still, I I know that I didn't hate it. Okay. And I thought it was good, not great. Okay. I feel as though uh, our Pat's, like you said, great. Um, I think he was a great Batman. I, n- I don't think I ever questioned him as a Batman just because I knew if they were pulling him, it was going to be a totally different feel than any other Batman that we've seen before. So it was kind of just like, trust the process. And he's a good actor. So And I think he did the thing. I think my questioning lies in like the plot a little bit um, okay. and why it was so long. And I feel like there could have been a lot chopped out of it and it still would have been good okay so that's where i'm at at first stop okay let's hear it rashawn i don't know i don't know Uh, just talk to me talk to me talk to me baby that's it i wanted to hug you as we left the theater because i was just so happy for my friend Um, (laughs) i did didn't i grab you and i was like are you happy you did yeah that's all i care about um good out the way biggest takeaway from this adaptation the score is chef's kiss man next level like it's so 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 good mm-hmm. and it's hard to follow up on zimmer honestly mm-hmm. who did both dark knight trilogy and justice league i i'm also i'm almost scared to say this but it, it i did not like this at all. <gasps> oh, oh, shit. At all. I'm so scared. Uh, please, you guys, don't yell at me. Well, he's canceled. <laughs> yep. At all? I had to th- I had to sit on it for a little bit also with IHOP in my stomach. And I just, I, I wanted to. I really, really wanted to. And I promise I'm, I'm a Batman fan, listeners. But I, I just, oh, man, it left me so cold. It left me really, really cold. Everyone, like Lacey said, everyone knows Batman. We know Batman. This is like our seventh actor, I think, playing Batman at this point. So there's only so many riffs on a familiar song that you can get before you're just like, okay, I dig that cover, but this one maybe just wasn't for me. And we're going to get probably like six more covers. So it's fine. If I don't like this version... We'll get like three more Batmans in the next decade and maybe I'll pick something out. This is the most comic accurate portrayal of Batman because mm-hmm. Batman is one of the comics I read when I was little. So there's that. But I'm so sorry. I, d- I didn't like it. Interesting. OK, I don't I know. I can't get mad at you because I don't know why you didn't like it. I know. So let's just. Let's run it. Let's run that spoiler tag. Before this tale bloody revenge reaches its climax. I have a few unanswered questions. It's our little secret. My girlfriend already seen the movie. She said they only play together in the end. He did. Okay. Um, again, I will say this. The word I used to describe this last night, this movie is very indulgent. Yep. If it, it, it know it loves itself, it knows what it's doing. It knows what it wants to do. It's indulgent, if I may, like a cake. And if you buy 
let's say a red velvet cake that's like rich as fuck, super thick, hefty, creamy. And it's like, if you like that red velvet flavor, boy, that cake is something else. But if you don't like it, then that that's too much red velvet for one piece of cake. You know what I mean? It's too much in the mouth. <laughs> but it's yeah. also whether you like red velvet or not, no one can eat a full red velvet cake in one sitting. Watch and it. I feel like I the movie... but by the time you ate a whole red velvet cake oh baby i'm tired three hours later i'm tired so what parts of the cake like what parts of the movie took you out there's a lot of riddles right like we're into it there's so many fucking riddles yes (laughs) okay here's okay but the thing is i'm i love a good riddle we, no, you we, don't. Yes, I do. I think a good riddle is fun. Play the Sherlock Holmes game again. <laughs> a good riddle. A good <laughs> riddle. Not coffin <laughs> equals fire, bitch. I, that, and that's the thing. Like, okay, we're in on it. This is a Riddler. Obviously, there's going to be riddles. But at hour two, we need to start finding the riddles out. We need to start figuring it out. They have been. They figure it out okay. as they go. This is one of, maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but one of the biggest riddles, right, is Alarada. Yeah. Did we not figure that out as an audience and Batman didn't? Like, that's what I was a little confused about. What do you mean? Because he gets the the envelope, the card, and he's like, it's bad Spanish. It means Alarada, Alarata means bird with wings right or sorry rat with wings also did anyone else think rat with wings is gonna be a bat that's what i think that's what she's saying saying. that's what i'm saying is like i read it and i was like it it is so i'm like okay he's talking about batman and they're like must be the penguin and then (laughs) we spend another hour with the penguin, and then we've come to find out that he's like, I ain't got nothing to do with it. So we're just like, what are we <laughs> doing? And then he's like, oh, wait a minute. It's me. What? I think I think that I think that proves, because here's the thing. Here's why I enjoyed this so much and why I agree with Rashawn. That's probably the most comic accurate Batman we've ever got. Is Batman's original moniker was the world's greatest detective. Mm-hmm. Like that's he's a detective first and foremost. Melee. Here's a fun, quick uh, trivia round. What does DC stand for? With DC Comics. Um, Diesel Comics. Exactly, Diesel Comics. Comics. No, it's actually it actually is Detective Comics. Literally. Okay. It's Detective Comics. Comics, which is also stupid, but it it was a first and foremost. I think a detective movie. But that being said, this is only Batman's second year, and he's not perfect yet and he gets hyper fixated i think you saw him and, and he's and he's conceded there's no way that it could be him he's he's the batman he's flawless by this point he still didn't think he was going to be in the crosshairs he thought he was perfect he did nothing wrong he's fine so it's got to be someone else and that proves that his his pride got in the way it's got to be someone else it can't be me and honestly rat with wings my first thought was pigeon too so sue me Maybe I'd get along with. Uh, well, I thought Gordon. pigeon, but I didn't go to penguin. I went to bat, Batman, the Batman. 
<laughs> seems so easy. Well, that's 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 Bruce's pride getting in the way because because well, he I'm based off of a flying animal, but so is this bad guy, and it's got to be the bad guy, and his pride caused people to die. Like that car chase definitely killed probably a dozen people. It's <laughs> so good though. But I think that that's showing that and we're jumping around a lot but at the end of the movie i think that was one of my favorite parts with the the carpet puller being the final hint the riddler did not know that bruce was batman so he thought batman could maybe theoretically know what a a a tool is a working class tool but bruce wayne is a fucking billionaire kid like he was a billionaire since he was a kid he doesn't know that. He doesn't know what a, 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 any sort of tool to pull up carpet is. Right. So to him, that's just a random hammer, like a claw hammer. It took a working class cop to be like, oh, yeah, that's my brother does that. So, again, Bruce got in the way of Batman's work. And that shit is... Mwah. All right. <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's pull back to near the beginning. I don't even know where to begin with this movie, dude. Lacey. Yeah. Tell me your favorite parts. I thought the cinematography was just perfection. On our drive home last night, we were talking about the use of color. For me, as someone who dabbles in comics, it just felt like a love letter to comic book fans. Like, the panels of the movie felt like panels from an actual comic book. Not necessarily shots with people, but color-wise. Like, we had the bright reds, the blues, um, the muted greens and grays. It was just a very visually stunning piece of work. I was just down to even the narration of Batman throughout. Felt felt like a comic book. It felt feels like the box bubbles you get of the comic book characters and her thoughts yeah um so i i i just liked watching it because it was visually really appealing surprising absolutely no one my favorite part of the whole movie is my favorite actor aside from my husband well andy circus as alfred everyone knows i love andy circus okay get over it but his alfred was so commanding and I feel like Alfred's of the past have been very demure to Bruce slash Batman's dominance. Yeah, I've been subservient. Yeah. The dynamic between Alfred and Bruce in this movie is way more accurate to what it would be in real life. Bruce, not Batman, but Robert Pattinson's Bruce felt like a young depressed troubled man and Alfred felt like the the not the father figure but he felt like the the he felt like the stable thing for Bruce to stand on the dynamic between their relationship was really interesting for me to watch there just wasn't enough of it yeah there was not enough of it Again, in the comics, and and Bruce are a team most times, most iterations. Alfred is sort of Batman's man in the chair, and we haven't seen that as much. A little bit in the Nolan trilogy, but sort of uh, it kind of those roles got split between Alfred and Lucian Fox, Morgan Freeman's character. Um, but this one, it's like, yeah, Alfred. Alfred is 
can go toe to toe with Batman in terms of brains. Like he can solve those riddles as quick as Batman can. And he's, he's, he's the emotion. He's the heart where Batman trains himself to not feel anything ever. That's all Alfred is. And he fucking crushed it, dude. Um, all right, Rashawn. Hmm. I don't know. Tell me something bad. Wait, um, I have bad things too. Oh, well, yeah, go. go no, no, no. <laughs> you go. <laughs> Um, I'll I'll start good. I the I loved the first twenty minutes of this movie. I was in the first the first jump scare with the Riddler. Ah, he's behind you. Like it was <laughs> great. This is you know how I feel about Fincher. This is the best Batman movie that David Fincher never directed. Yeah, Zodiac Seven. It's it was giving Chinatown. It was giving the French uh, connection. It was just it was seeped in noir and i loved it and the first murder is really disturbing and great and he's like let me get my tape out um (laughs) (laughs) and then i don't know it just it it just started to kind of after batman's first appearance amazing entrance by the way the score is like swelling he's like moving out of the shadows it's so cool and then it just kind of it kind of did what all Batman movies have to do. And I was just like, I I get it. Like, I get it. And I hate to say that because this version of Batman is so well done. But I, for how monumental it seemed like this, this version was going to be, I was just kind of like, yeah, we're hitting, the, we're hitting those beats, you know, the, what, like, the seedy underworld, okay, the yeah. dirty politicians, the villain with the viral videos who has a secret and, and and as fresh as I wanted it to feel, it all felt a little well-worn. Can I jump in really quick with that? Please. I please. think, and I am not a spoiler seeker and clearly I'm not on Batman Twitter. Like I'm not looking for the movie to be spoiled for me in any sense, but I f- really feel like all of the epic moments that I would have been really excited to see in theater and surprised by in theaters were in the trailers. Like Mm. I really feel like the climax of the movie was shown to me in, in the beats where he's hitting, you know, the, the screen between he and Paul Dano, the, Uh. the car chase, even just that gorgeous shot of Paul Dano sitting at the diner counter before they charge in to get him. Every important moment in the film, aside from the ending, was shown to us. And that made the ending feel less exciting and less climactic to me. I feel like the that first teaser trailer where we didn't know what the fuck was going on and you could like barely see Colin Farrell and you're like, was that him? Was that not him? Like, everyone was kind of in the shadows. I wish that was, like, the only one that ever came out. Yeah. Because, See, like, that's Rashawn... the only one I saw. Oh. Surprisingly. Okay. Oh. I wasn't, like, heavy like I was on Scream, but I kind of tried to avoid as much as I could. But go ahead, Mo. Well, I was just going to say, to your point, I feel like we knew, like, as going into the Batman that it was going to be, like, certain beats that we had to hit because it's Batman. But I feel like, yeah, Lacey, you're right. Like, those little scenes in the trailer you're just like okay well i hope this is not like a a big part right like they want to do that for the trailer and then you see it and you're like "Mm, okay it was 
And I think at one point I leaned over to Rashawn and I was like, wouldn't it be cool if like we weren't movie people, right? Like we were just simply going because we were loving Batman and like at the end of it, your friend leans over and you're like, dude, do you know who that was playing the penguin? Like, no, some guy. And you're like, right. that was Colin Farrell. What the fuck? Just stuff like that where I wish I could watch it from that lens. I wish mm-hmm. I could just simply sit down, watch it and be like, holy shit. And maybe that's just like us being on the end, which is still great, you know? But there's like still that a little bit of a disconnect where you're like, man, a little bit was spoiled for me. Yeah, there there were some shots that I went, like the car chase scene, the end, uh, the end with the flare gun with the flare. It was in the trailer for a moment. I think those shots were fucking beautiful. And yeah. I wish I hadn't seen those too. I'm my own worst enemy, though. Everyone knows that. <laughs> um, I will say I really loved how Gotham looked in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think I had an issue with it in the Christopher Nolan films, where I was like, "This is just New York," or yeah. like, "This is just Chicago," and this one really felt like and you know i haven't fucking read a comic book i've seen them i know what they look like but <laughs> this that's just, a comic book that right there that's a comic book but <laughs> this really felt like worn torn no one fucking cares about this city like we got the which i thought was really fucking cool like as soon as we go into his bat cave there's literally bats like that was really fucking cool to me and you know everything's wet and cold i i love that and you know what? I'll say this, Gotham. If you build a metropolitan city underneath sea level next to a sea, maybe you deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't seem that hard to flood that fucking town, I'll tell you that. No. Well, do you have that many supervillains? Maybe you deserve it. <laughs> um, Can yeah, I go. say something else I liked, though, really quick? Yeah, please. And it's something I said to Rashawn right after it ended. I love that we got to see Batman as kind of a hero. For once mm-hmm. in the films. Like, we're so used to just seeing him as the outsider vigilante looked down upon. So to see him, like, he still is viewed that way, especially by the police force, aside from Gordon. But to see the community of Gotham kind of embrace him at the end, that was really cool. I really enjoyed that. And to see how it impacted robert pattinson's bruce you know the man behind the mask i really really enjoyed that yeah i think so too um okay so this movie has distinct chapters that are kind of separated by character arcs so i think we're going to tackle it like that i just want to i want we're going to go character by character the same way that batman goes uh, villain by villain and let's start with the most recently mentioned let's talk about colin farrell because Lacey and i had a little mini discussion in the car colin farrell plays the penguin in this and he is Fun as shit. He's a blast. Mm -hmm. That being said, he is also, I would say, quite truly unrecognizable. Truly, yeah. Under layers of pretty masterful prosthetics. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on Colin Farrell and his prosthetics? Oh, man. (laughs) I know how much my love of Colin Farrell is not a secret. And I'm not. Gonna... You'll you'll never hear me say a bad word about Colin Farrell, right? Um, but I don't. I don't know if the penguin was necessary yet, right? I think that could have maybe helped cut down on the three hour runtime. Mm-hmm. And again, it's that thing of 
we know who the penguin was. We got like two minutes of the Joker and we we got it. Mm-hmm. We like right. we know. You can all, almost at this point use shorthand. I you can tell the love Matt Reeves has for this this character and this world. But at a certain point there has to be like, okay, I'm 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 treading in territory that has been well worn. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's been countless TV shows, there's been this is the third trilogy, you know, so I feel like the amount of time spent not revealing that Falcone and the Penguin were controlling things was kind of like, well, yeah, I, yeah, I know, I right. know who I know who Carmine Falcone is, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and said all that to say, as great as Colin Farrell is in the part, he's so funny, and there's a point where he's like waddling because they taped his <laughs> they taped his legs together. It's so great, but. I struggled to see if it was necessary yet. Oh yeah. That's, I think if I had, if you, if you force gun to my head, force me to cut down on this movie, I'd trim some of the penguin subplot. I think not, not in the least because one, he is getting his own TV show mm-hmm. and two, it's clear he's going to be a power player for at least one movie. If not all three of this upcoming trilogy, I'm sure there's going to be, it's clear that he is, going to last and yeah i think i i think ultimately i agree with you rashawn that like everyone knows who the penguin is a, a less average person probably doesn't know who carmine falcone is and like the and the story behind falcone so like that seems a little more important for this movie yeah and he and he plays with you know our expectations and what we know of the falcone family and their right. connections to wayne and i liked all that but it that was like hour two right? where they finally come into focus and who his daughter is for this version. Like it was, it was all really cool interplay and, and like, again, riffs to use that word. But I don't know. I was by hour two. I was, I was bored. Oh, just straight bored. The whole movie or with that subplot? No, not the whole movie, not the whole movie, but just, yeah. the, the machinations of, Falcone with this guy and the mayor was doing this to Thomas and it, it was all just a little too bogged down in its own history to to kind of let yeah to let everything sing I don't know I don't want to divert away from the penguin yet because I'm going to hear what you Sorry. guys have to say Sorry, but yeah. no, no no but I agree that like in the middle I think Jeffrey Wright we'll talk about him more later he was phenomenal as Gordon and him and Robert Benson have really good chemistry and and when right as they started cooking and like we're solving riddles, we'd have to go over and do a penguin Falcone bit. That was would be where I was like the the momentum of the Riddler got interrupted and with the penguin Falcone subplot sometimes, specifically the penguin, and I loved him, but yeah, I didn't need as much of him. Because we got so much of the penguin, I feel like we lost out on some of the more interesting development that we could have gotten with the the Riddler and with mm-hmm. Paul Dano. As soon as he was caught, it all just felt very one note to me. Yeah. And I really would have rather seen a little bit more of the manic anger that he felt rather than the, oh, I'm sad, I'm sad, uh, that he did. Because, um, yeah, he had flashes of the anger. And that was really compelling and really yeah. interesting, but we it wasn't enough. And so the Riddler... Are we talking about the Riddler? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Okay. 
as a whole, the character just felt kind of, it just fell kind of flat for me. And the Riddler always, like, it has the most potential to be, like, Mm -hmm. the coolest, creepiest, weirdest villain. We didn't get enough time with him outside of the mask. No, I have to agree. I do think he was great. The makeup was great. The the little quips. Like, this Batman movie didn't have a lot of quips, but he mostly had them all. It's funny as shit. Funny as shit. But I do have to agree where it was like, I, you know, we're expecting the Penguin to be this big bad. And kind of is, but then he isn't. You know, it's kind of like what I said in the beginning about the riddle. We have that moment where we find out Batman maybe doesn't really know what he's doing. But yeah, you could take it all out and I feel like it would be fine and just save him for the second one where we're like, ooh, we're getting the Penguin for this one. Because we know he's coming. We know a second one is coming. You can also kind of like, if you wanted to tease it a bit, we could do that and then the second one will be all his. But he just seemed pretty unnecessary in this one. Yeah, agreed. Um, Back to the Riddler. They did the one thing that is indicative of many superhero moves, especially the more sort of DC that they do the sort of mentally broken villains. I think Paul Dano did absolutely great with what he was given and what he had to do. He had to do a lot, like a lot of heavy lifting in the final act from him. Instead of hearing him tell Batman why he is the way he is for the last 10 minutes, just flat in a monologue, I want it, I want that drip fed throughout the movie. And I don't know how I can't I can't tell you the answer. I can't tell you how to do that. I want to see or even hear or hear the backstory of or see Bruce sort of start to crack who the Riddler is in a, in a slow drip instead of just like bang all at once. He's an orphan. He he has a genius level intellect. Uh, he felt like everything all at once. Mm-hmm. That's what usually happens with these sort of the the, the mentally disturbed supervillains. That all, kind of always happens. But. See, I didn't mind the monologue, but I feel he's already been captured. He's already in Arkham. Like there's no danger with him anymore. That's like really what was missing from that final climactic scene is it's all these just other kind of off the cuff terrorists that are that have band together to do the Riddler's work and I mean that to me didn't really read as the Riddler having any sort of power or being any sort of threat I would have rather had him there leading everybody you know what I mean and that then in a climax as he's fighting and he has his guys fighting the Batman, that's when we get, you know, this big crazy monologue. If we're gonna go that route with it, we get a manic rant of this is see, now you can help. He I, was I, missing from like the the biggest part of the story. I get that. And I can I, I can't disagree with that, but I did I kinda liked the end how it was just a bunch of faceless copycat killers and that because Batman's whole thing is he wants to be the symbol of justice, the symbol of vengeance and sort of carry this sort of beyond just what is him. And like he wants he wants just the bat signal to be enough. And like he thinks he's doing it. He thinks he's like making the difference and like look at the standby making. And then the Riddler comes in and in less than a week is able to not only duplicate that level of of notoriety that Batman can, but he's able to to mobilize dozens of people and to to go out there and do his bidding for him so he kind of proves to batman that like 
whether inadvertently or not, like anyone can do this shit. Gotham is a weak minded city with a bunch of corruptible and corrupt people like this is Gotham. Like you're not the only one that can become a symbol. I can, too. The parallels between the bat symbol and the question mark, I thought were really cool. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. He almost, I, I didn't really enjoy the Riddler, but he almost, he felt like a, a mash of the Riddler and Hush a little bit, who's like mm. one of my favorite Batman villains. Yeah. And um, they kind of allude to maybe using Hush later on. So oh, yeah. I, I mean, was, yeah, they just plaster Hush on the yeah. screen. <laughs> yeah. And also the reporter that, Bruce, or Bruce's father had killed is is Hush's like grand great grandfather or something like that. Um, but even just being a villain who has a childhood connection to Bruce and then kind of mobilizes and radicalizes other villains against Batman, it all felt very Hush like and less Riddler. Not Riddler doesn't seem like a murderer to me, right? And then it, they use him as a serial killer in this, so. Um, but then by the time we got to the, the interrogation scene, I was just not on board with what he was doing. I was, it felt like he wandered off the prisoner set and I was just like, yeah, yeah, link yeah. at me, brother. You are yelling at me. It's, <laughs> it is tricky because like I said, Paul, I think Paul Daniel did best with what he was given and he had a really tricky order to fill because if I can speak to the comic book people for a second. Well documented that this was inspired by the Long Halloween. I think this was a combination of the Long Halloween and Hush. And neither of those two star the Riddler. And so he was forced to do... The Riddler was turned into this sort of... The antagonist of two storylines that he is not originally a part of. Which is really, really tricky. And does sometimes misstep a little bit. I enjoyed it ultimately, but I... I'm biased as fuck, baby. Um, <laughs> who else we got? Great. We we haven't talked about uh, Zoe Kravitz at all as Selena Kyle, the Catwoman. Rashawn, you want to go first? Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> Betrayed. Let's see it. Let's hear it. Uh, a too brutal. Um, uh, I I I. Uh, it was it was cool. <laughs> You did not like Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman? But I didn't dislike her. She's she was like a very Frank Miller Catwoman and I dug it. It was fine. I'm always gonna be biased when it comes to Catwoman. Because it's not Halle Berry. I'ma fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> Keep Halle Berry's name out your mouth. Yeah, I mean this is grounded. She's not gonna, you know, get resurrected by a bunch of cats. I get that. <laughs> you know? I thought she was she was cool. She was very like low level grifter, actual cat burglar cat woman, and I thought I thought she did fine. I I don't I didn't really see any chemistry between the two of them to be honest. There, yeah, there. That's that was the one thing I wanted to talk about. I thought she did great. I thought she was in a, a perfect early cat woman. Like late stage cat woman has got sort of she's like Batman light. She's like got gadgets. She's got the leather suit. She's got the whole you know. She can kick ass, but in this one, she she's a good fighter, but she is more burglar than anything else, than vigilante. But yet, leading up to this, there was numerous articles about the chemistry between Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz, and I thought it was good. There was nothing that, like, I was like, oh, they're going to fuck on screen. Yeah, it, when? You guys are fighting crime. <laughs> when did the love happen? Like Kissing at the wrong times. Very. 
Like, I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was bad. It wasn't distracting at all. Right. What was distracting was how how strong of a chemistry we were promised. And that's what was distracting. Yeah. I was just kind I mean, of waiting for... Hi, Ichabod. I was yeah. just... <laughs> <laughs> for as much movie as there was, it didn't have time for the Bruce Selina romance, which is which is strange. Yeah, and that's like one of Bruce's and Batman's most complicated relationships in all of his comic book tenure is the relationship he has with Catwoman. And I mean, I don't know. She said she's going to Bloodhaven, which cool little Easter egg. For those that don't know, Bloodhaven is where uh, Nightwing uh, resides once he grows up and becomes a protector of Bloodhaven. So I don't know if she's going to be in the second one. I'm assuming she is, but or it might be a, she's not in the second one, comes back for the third. Who knows? I don't know. But for that split to land and really have any effect, I, I just didn't... I don't know. He's there kind of protecting... They're protecting each other, and he saves her from her father. But I don't know. Romantically, when they said goodbye to each other, I just didn't... I don't know. I didn't, I didn't feel that. Yeah, I mean, it was the final shot of the movie, even. like. Yeah. It yeah, just yeah. seemed like a whole scene was missing. For them this- fucking... Them fucking. I was rumored bat dong in this movie, and I didn't get me. Bat I didn't dong. get nothing. So, hour two two hours in, was still waiting for it. Never got it. Lacey, what'd you think of? I thought she was great. I thought she was gorgeous. I mean, I just couldn't take my eyes off of her when she was on screen. I felt like the romance was very one sided from her, and maybe that was intentional. Maybe you know. Bruce is fighting the the romantic inclinations too much. But I mean, who couldn't fall in love with her if she was looking at them <laughs> like that? It wasn't the most interesting part of the movie to me. You know, we talked about like he's only his second year in. He's not fully mastered his emotions. With the love part, there was no like, oh, I'm kind of falling for it. Like right. it was literally just like, we kissed. Or she kissed me and maybe I kissed back and then at the end, like, she kisses me again and then that's it. Like, there was no teetering with his emotions there. Which Let me see a boner coming out of the suit. Let oh, my God. It. Let's see, like, Honestly. something. Can we talk about the bat suit really quick? Yeah, let's let's talk about this. You had a, you had a mini meltdown in the car last night. <sighs> what happened? I did in the not movie. have a mini meltdown. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I will say this first. I have mentioned it before. If someone is wearing a mask like that, you're going to know who they are. I thought this movie did a really good job of of taking that out. I, I, I don't really see Robert Pattinson behind the mask. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really cool. But I have two qualms. Real with- quick. I want to, can, I, can I support you on that and back up yes. real quick before you... I I thank you, Matt Reeves, for doing this. Pre- in previous Batman, like in the Nolan, Bruce Wayne is like a public figure. Like he's in front of the camera all the fucking time. So eventually people are going to be like, hey, I see him all the time. I see Batman all the time. What's going on there? There's a moment where Bruce walks out to go to the funeral and there's cameras there and he immediately turns his back. Like he is a recluse. He does not want to be mm-hmm. photographed. He does not want people to see him because the more times you see Bruce, the more time you might be able to connect those dots. So... Hell yeah. Continue, Lacey. So I have two problems with things that happen with the suit. In yeah, the, yeah. The first one is the first time he gets knocked out 
and is taken back to police headquarters. Mm-hmm. You could not pay me a million dollars to believe that not one of those cops, not one of those people would not unmask him the second he was unconscious. Mm-hmm. 100%. And then leave, and we and then leave him masked. Interesting way. Yeah. Um, I thought, but I, th- I think Gordon being there is sort of the the key to that puzzle. But you see in the room, people don't give a fuck. That guy tried yeah. to rip it off his head. Gordon can't be on top of him the entire transport to the, the station. You cannot convince me he was not unmasked. And you can't convince me that Batman doesn't have some intricate way of taking that helmet off, that mask off. It's not just we like see, a we party see him spot. just slide it off. At the end, it's like, <laughs> you do, but it's like it's like detached, like it's in parts in the back. You see him like on the very last second, he's pulling it off, and it's like split down the middle in the back. Like, nope, that's a big plot hole to me. If someone um, who rumbles in the streets that much isn't just gonna have a fucking party city mask on there. <laughs> I didn't say it was party city. I'm saying they would have they would have tried to take that shit off. Yes. Yeah, maybe they couldn't. Thank you, Rishon. Dumb. Uh, second qualm, <laughs> the fucking why did we have to see him fly? Oh my god. Why did why did we have to see that stupid flying squirrel <laughs> CGI bullshit outfit of him falling <laughs> off the building? That was it was it I hate I made me mad for the rest of the movie. Say that shit with your chest. Like, he could have just like <laughs> threw a rope onto another. Thank you, Mella. And, like, he was like Tarzan 50, down. He was like fifty stories up. He what jumped from the ceiling about? like an hour ago. Oh my god! The ceiling Mella. of what? The root. You the mean glass. The, the glass ceiling. At the beginning, doesn't he like jump into a building? I don't That's know. Maybe we... like two stories. Like he was to see how high up GCPD building is. Josh, tell them what you told me. Well, let me say, Josh was like, well, how else is he supposed to get down? What is he yeah. supposed to do? And I said, to... okay, he literally uses a grappling hook 85,000 times in this movie. Grappling hooks are to go up. Okay. Down. Use it like Spider-Man and connect it to another that building and go. Shatter his shoulder. It would pop off are you kidding me why doesn't it shatter his shoulder when he shoots up then because it's he's going he's standing still it's physics he's standing still he shoots up it latches he goes if he's falling and then shoots up and launches in a different direction no i'm saying he's standing on the roof and instead of jumping off like a flying squirrel he shoots the grappling hook across to another building and shoots over there there's no building to go across to that was the whole point. we're in gotham what are you talking about Buildings, go, buildings, run buildings. The, show it again. We're going. We're going to theater right now. We have to see. There is no. <laughs> there was no other building. That was the highest building in the area. That's the whole point. Okay. Well, it's you GC- could have just linked to something. There was. There had. There's to- nothing else to link to. You cannot tell me that I you like that suit, Josh. He could have jumped on the semi. <laughs> he was 50 stories in the air. That's the point. GCPD is in the slums. It was giving. I need to lose weight. Let me wear this trash bag. <laughs> it was like the suit. Like, it's not the problem that he flew, but like... The, the, the suit was horrible. The suit was bad. Like, honestly, I would have suspended my disbelief if it was just the cape. That ass. Yeah. Like, if he would have just been like, fuck it, and it's the cape, and then... Because he still falls, I would have been like, all right, I bet. You I'll, know, second I'll year. I'll concede the cape. If he... If they could have used some tech for him to maybe extend and solidify the cape into sort of a hang glide situation. Yeah. Call Morgan Freeman. Where's he out? Get him in here. <laughs> but I don't think it was movie ruining or movie 
distracting. I it think. was distracting. It was a little dark. It was distracting because the rest of it was so well done. The rest of it looks so good. That scene was so jarring to me because it was very clearly CGI. And yeah, that's that's all. That's I'm picking that because everything else was so good. So I really did like it. I'm sorry. I liked it. Go ahead, Roshan. <laughs> I want to talk to all the listeners that we probably lost years ago <laughs> when they listened to our second episode of this entire <laughs> show. This, I know I probably have some garbage takes. I'm not going back to listen to that. You can't make me. <laughs> but the Batman made me appreciate the Nolan trilogy a little bit more. What? How so? I feel like we're just like going deeper and deeper into the how grounded, realistic, and dark and gritty we can get. And I think watching this made me appreciate the balance in the Nolan trilogy a little bit more. I'll give you that. There were some a, a little too grounded moments, but there were moments in the Nolan trilogy where I thought that it went it went too far for a grounded movie, like the like Bruce being a public figure or like the like the Elon Musk bat cave. And it's like, no, you can't do that. Like he needs to hide this shit. And so he's going to be under a, a, a free, a, a subway tunnel. But he also is this, like he's a grifter and like he's in the shadows, but he also has like high tech contact lenses. Like it didn't match where he is and where he's probably going to go. The, the shadows is, is, is just for reputation, baby. I love it. I loved it. And I love the little, you know, noir narration. I loved it. But then he has the high tech shit. I was like, well, it, it just didn't match. That seems like a not a year two Batman thing. Mm, okay, that's valid. That seems Especially like if it. he doesn't have a cape that he can, to Lacey's point, that's one of those things where I was like, oh, like the Nolan trilogy probably over explained it. But I got when his cape spread that he could fly and kind of ride the wind. And this, he was like, you know, stay puffed. <laughs> Real quick, what was the um, little anecdote that he shot into his arm to... That was fucking cool. And where can so, I get like a pack of 12? <laughs> that was definitely a nod to... Bane. Uh, Bane. I, you don't know this, Mella, but in the comic books, Bane, Tom Hardy's character is a super genius that makes this fluid that he has like in, injected in his whole body and it's that exact color and it makes Bane fly into this violent rage that Batman mm. kind of did. It's like adrenaline but mixed with with the drug they had. It's like a drug basically. Okay. A little cocaine. A little <laughs> cocaine. But it was a clear nod to Bane and it was one of my favorite parts of the movie. I don't care. One of your favorite parts of the movie. That part got no, it wasn't. That was part got me so hyped though. It was such Rocked a clear up. like it, it bricked <laughs> to shit. Like watch, here comes the popcorn bucket. Duck. <laughs> God damn it. A couple of quick other things before we head to the game. We mentioned him a little bit, but Jeffrey Wright, dude, so good. Crushed it as Gordon. So good. Every Batman needs what, no matter how grounded it is, it needs it needs a Gordon to kind of set the moral weight. Like you need the, the, the heaviest, most moral character and the and the heaviest, least moral character. But Gordon can't seem like too too much of a goody two-shoes or it's like, I don't give a fuck. Like 
Jeffrey Wright, as he does with every performance he ever gives, ever, fucking knocked it out of the park. And I want articles written about him and Robert Pattinson's chemistry. I mm-hmm. thought they clicked mm-hmm. perfectly. Mm-hmm. Not Kith. I no, thought Kith. Um, no, Kith. John Turturro was also really good. <laughs> Carmela leaned over and she's like, ah, sneaky, sneaky, sir. <laughs> I will always see him as the butler from Mr. D. You can't tell me shit. He was just so good. So swarmy. You slimy. Yeah. yeah. Just, mm. I'll say too, I, big spoiler, but I appreciate the fact that he was killed off. I, I like that we're getting the, the gravitas of that in the first movie. You know, we talk about that with Marvel all the time, that a loss isn't really a loss. So I appreciated that, but I was also really bummed because he was so good. And that was such an interesting character. His relationship with Selena is so interesting. Yeah, I, Yeah, this was eating my words. But this is one time I wish they hadn't killed him off. Yeah. Because of the connection that they made to Selena. Yeah. That was a really interesting twist. But they didn't get enough time to kind of suss that out. I haven't really talked about it. I've been biting my tongue, but the action sequences in this movie. Talk about Bricked Out, baby. Uh, it opens with... The, uh, it's in the trailer, which I, this is nothing I almost wish I didn't see, but the fucking six-hit combo that Batman opens up with, like, that's the first time you see him in action. is just, like, really vicious, just beating the shit out of this gang. And it does the thing that I think used to plague Batman and does no longer. I think Nolan kind of started this trend and now even with Affleck it kind of completed it now we're here perfectly that like Batman it will take hits in fights and he'll 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 get his shit hit hard. But ultimately he has the suit and he has better fighting skills so he'll win. But it was good to see him take hits. And I will say the suit almost bothered me in that like it was giving a little too much credit to the kevlar even if you're wearing a full kevlar vest and get shot with a pistol from 20 yards away you'll still get the wind knocked out of you and he was he was tanking some bullets but at the shotgun at the end though they addressed it that like that knocked him out like a shotgun blast knocked him out like it doesn't matter how good his kevlar is that's too close with too strong of a gun so uh, they acknowledged it and i removed my critique from the board I, i mean as cool as it looked when he's bursting into Falcone's penthouse or whatever, mm-hmm. the shots in the dark, I was like, ah, would he take all that? I don't know. Because those were like assault rifles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I... I as it I watched so dope. But... It looks sick. And I, I watched... Because that was also in the trailer. That was one... I've seen GIFs of it and I kind of watched it over because it, it's fucking... Like the, the mix of cinematography and action choreographing in that one is, is pornography. But there, there are a lot of shots where they are missing like he'll punch them and they'll kind of shoot the gun up into the air and like i think that's the point is that the goons were just kind of shooting and i don't think they were hitting him most of the time i really liked to the sense of fuck it that we got from this batman every batman and bruce wayne before there's something so cavalier about what they're doing and you know the the pride that they take in trying to change and help the city and I really felt from this Batman that it was like well if I'm going down with this I'm going down with this the whole time there was and I'm sure that will get developed over the trilogy he'll find things that he wants to fight for to stay alive for Selena Alfred etc but 
it was exciting because I it, I felt dangerous every mm-hmm. time he went into a fight. It was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know if mm-hmm. he's gonna come out on top in this one. The thing that I've disliked with some Batman comics and even me- other media is that like he's almost too invincible. Like he's got a gadget for everything. He can outsmart right. anyone. Yeah. But the this movie is the first time where he went into a fight and it was like, oh, shit, this is dangerous. This is not smart. He should not be going into this. Mm-hmm. And it, it was it was a nice change. One more thing. You know, I had to bring it up before we go to the game. My boy, Barry, Barry Keoghan. We had know, to get him in, huh? A minute long. <laughs> Josh, you love ruining my life. That's where to go. I didn't. I yes, want the did. record to be clear. Yes, you I did. knew he was in the movie because he I'm sorry. I follow him on Twitter. So soon. I don't care. I follow him on Twitter. He posts about it all the time. He was at the red carpet, for Christ's sake. You said it yourself. You're your own worst enemy. Yeah. I don't see why you have to be mine as well. I did not <laughs> know. I did. Double spoiler alert. I don't know if you've gotten this far. You don't care. I did not know that he was going to be the Joker. I had a guess. I had a guess from watching about a thousand hours of uh, superhero media at this point in my life and that it's the, the writing is on the wall. He is a, st- a star on the rise. He is a fantastic dramatic actor. They will not give his name in the cast release. They won't even show his face in the trailer, but he is pr- sub, uh, promoting the movie. He was again. either going to be the Joker, Joker. Or Scare- he was going to be the Joker or Scarecrow. A fucking game. <laughs> yeah, but <sighs> I guess. Put a smile on that face with Shawnee. He looks, from what we could see of him, he looks fucking creepy. Um, said he couldn't see shit. You could see, you can see <laughs> his teeth. No, I asked, I asked my little Lacey, I was like, what did you see? Because I could not. You could see his teeth, like when he turns, you can see a smile in his eyes. And I fucking love him as an actor and I can't wait. Dude. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he does with it. That's one thing I will say that I like about the Riddler going to Arkham is I love that we're starting an Arkham alliance inside mm. the prison. So that's exciting to see like how it's going to, you know, develop from there. All right, y'all. Anything left? Where does this rank in your in your bat batography? I I'm going to watch it one more time. Maybe not in theaters, but I want to watch it again cuz right now it is it is neck and neck with Dark Knight. It is it is above all else. Dark Knight is hard but if if Heath Ledger's Joker wasn't in Dark Knight, it would be Dark Knight. Oh, okay. But I think that's such a groundbreaking performance that it might still be number one. But the, if I want to watch this again to see if I like it more than The Dark Knight, I very well could. But right now it's like a it's like fifty one forty nine, Dark Knight over the Batman. Neck and neck. Wants to play a game. Hey. I want to play a game. All right, everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. guessing game. Today's game is called Vengeance. (laughs) I don't like that. So, today's game is about me getting vengeance for games in the past you guys have beat me on. I found uh, three separate episodes of our past catalog. Uh, Each of you have won the respective game in that episode. (laughs) I brought the game back. With my own answers, with different that questions. That looks crazy. You look like the Riddler. <laughs> He's got ledgers, bitch. So, with each game, similar to how 
uh, the Riddler gave the DA two minutes to solve his three questions. I took each game and I wrote three new questions to the game. And you are each going to participate in the game that you won from that episode. And you'll have two minutes to answer those three questions. Got it? Yes. And the, and with the three, this is a pass or fail for the team. You either get blown up with a saw head trap or you don't. Oh you have God. to get You have to get all nine. But in the same way that the DA was able to have Batman in his ear, you can have your co-hosts in your ear helping oh, you okay. as well. Okay, okay. But I will be only taking answers from the person. I want to talk to Lacey. <laughs> Lacey, this game was called The Nutty Cinephile. Oh, by the way, I'm not going to explain the rules again. So I'm just going to tell you the name of the game, what episode it's from, and we're going to start the game. Okay. So you're not really the fucking Riddler. <laughs> What's that mean? That nigga was rules on rules on rules. <laughs> <laughs> this is from the Nutty Professor episode. You won this game, Lacey. Are you ready? Yeah. The time starts. Now. Leonard Nimoy and Zachary Quinto. Uh, oh, what's his name? Spock from Star Trek. Correct. Harrison Ford, Ben Affleck, Alec Baldwin, Chris Pine, and John Krasinski. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan, right? That is correct. Yeah. Terrence Howard and Don Cheadle. Uh, uh, the other, don't, I'm not, this is not my answer. I'm just brainstorming. He's the other Iron Man. Yes. Uh, what's his name though? James. (laughs) James, James Rhodes. James Rhodes. That is correct. First riddle solved. I like this, that game. Bring it back all the time. <clears throat> this one goes for Rashawn. Rashawn, this is this section right here. In the middle. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love the Batman. <laughs> Too late. This was from our Nightmare Before Christmas episode. Mm. Oh my God. Where the game was so elegantly called A Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Lacey. Thank you. Are you ready? Lacey, do you remember the rules? Yeah, I remember the rules. (laughs) Go, just go. A notepad, a mallet, Mm -hmm. and a jester costume. A notepad, though. A mallet and a jester costume. Would it be the Joker? It's a notepad, though. I know, that's what's confusing me. A notepad, a a mallet. An oversized mallet. A very, very big mallet. And a jester. Is it Harley Harley Quinn? Quinn? Oh. Rashawn, what's your answer? Is it Harley Quinn? That's correct. Okay. What horror movie was Homecoming? Okay, go ahead. It's not a horror movie. Is this a horror movie? I thought it was all like killers gave you a gift. I don't know. Ah, I see. Okay. (laughs) A teddy bear, a luchador mask, and venom fluid. (laughs) That's uh, Bane. That's correct. (laughs) In the final... Three gifts under the tree are hay, burlap sack, and psychoactive hallucinogenics. Um, Killian Murphy in my dreams. <laughs> Is that your final answer? No, it's Scarecrow. That's correct. Nice, Rashawn. Very good. That's pretty easy, right? The rules. You're evil. It's kind of like how the first two answers were really easy for the DA. what the fuck Uh uh-huh you won this game from our halloween episode called call me by your name okay does anyone remember the rules i i just remember getting really mad because we had we had to wait till rashawn said who's calling and i couldn't remember to wait (laughs) 
And no, so I kept fuzzing in. That's oh, is it? Okay, okay. Never mind. I then. think. Wait, Halloween. Regular, original or twenty? Original. This was like our fourth or no. fifth episode. I do not remember this game. You ready? Yes. This was originally called Ashcliff. Oh, um, the Evil Dead. Is that the Evil Dead? This is Batman movie. Oh, I think. nope. It's not just what? Batman movies. These are not just horror movies. These are any movies. Wait, Rashawn, what's the rule? What is? What are the rules for this? It was like the original title for a movie. Oh. Ashcliff. The Babysitter Murders for Halloween. Oh, okay. Let, your friends should know this one. Ashcliff? Ashcliff. Does that sound familiar? Oh, Shutter Island. Ah, uh, the answer is Shutter Island. That is correct. I did not know that. <laughs> Number two, $3,000. Oh. Pretty Woman. Yes. What is your answer, Mel? Pretty Woman. That is correct. That's a horrible title. They want through. <laughs> One minute left. Okay. Oh. Final question of the final reel. House Ghosts. Paranormal Activity? Poltergeist. Poltergeist? Uh, Casper the Friendly Ghost. I don't know. House House Ghost? 40 seconds. House Ghosts? I then one? Plural. House Ghosts. Ghosts. I would say Poltergeist. Okay, I'm going to go with Poltergeist. Paranormal Activity. You guys will do what? Stop it! What was was it? it? Beetlejuice. Oh my god! Oh, that's right. I was like, these sound too dramatic for it to be house ghost. Fuck. Damn. One wrong answer, and we're dead. That's how it was. And that baby, Snithering, is vengeance. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you. If you. Fuck yeah, I got my vengeance, baby. All right. Um, <laughs> Only on Mela. Not, me and Lacey are alive. No, we all blew no, up. We all blew up. We all died. Are you guys wearing no. bat armor? Because you were right next to her the same way Batman no, was. No, I don't think so. I got my neck collar off. Mm. And I got Lacey's off, too. Okay. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> Fuck you, then. <laughs> <laughs> Wrapping things up. Seems we can come to the conclusion that the Batman is long as shit. Good or bad. It's long. Andy Circus crushes it as Alfred. And... Matt Reeves puts in a lot of care and love for this property. And you can tell how big of a comic book fan he is from this movie. Again, good or bad, Batman loves his Batman comics. Mm -hmm. We end each episode with a quick round of six degrees of separation, connecting this week's film to next week's film. Who can tell me the fastest connection between one of the stars of this week's film, Paul Dano, to one of the stars of next week's film, Mila Kunis. Cisco was in Snow Dogs? I got it. <laughs> oh, Damn shit. It. Let's hear it. Yeah, Paul Dano was in Prisoners with Jakey. He was in Brothers with uh, Nat Fort. Who's in Black Swan with you, Mila Nice. Mm-hmm. Respect. That's it for this week's episode of When Cinephiles Attack. Um, you didn't hear me talk about this at the top, so I'm going to be uh, real mean about it today. Uh, as always, we'd love it if you took a moment, like, subscribe, rate us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify now. Uh, we're also on Good Pods. So that's the three big Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods. If you're on one of those three and you haven't liked, rated, review us, Dead to me.
or unless you're my parents and you don't have an account on any of the three, you just listen casually, they get a pass. Everyone else, <laughs> go on. You can find this or any of our other podcasts <laughs> on Stitcher iHeartRadio. <laughs> you can find this or uh, any of our other episodes on Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, Google Podcasts, literally anywhere else. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, shoot us an email at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. From Josh, Mella, Lacey, and Rashawn. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Bam, 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 bam. Oh my God, it's going to be stuck in my head. Batman. Batman. <laughs> <laughs>